0: Blessed morning, we are gathered together as a family consecrated by you through the blood of Jesus and the only language on our lips is our praise. We came to praise you and we came to say thank you for all that you have done, for all that you are doing, for all that you are yet to do, for all that you will not do. And for all that you prevent from happening to us, from the enemy, we say thank you. We lift up our voices with one accord and we say thank you. All honor be unto you. All praise be unto you. All glory be unto you. For you alone deserve it. We give you praise. We thank you for this awesome day. We thank you for the gift of life. We thank you, Father, for the beauty of strength. And we thank you for every provision that you've made available thank you for divine preservation thank you for healing we we'll listen to all the testimonies and we know that you are in our midst thank you Lord also for the life of our first lady thank you for adding one more year to her age we give you all the praise and all the glory we don't take anything lightly or for granted and Lord together with the congregation See all glory be unto your name. Bless the service. Bless the service after this. Bless every facet of today. And let somebody be here healed. And with an encounter with the Holy Spirit. In the blessed and mighty name of Jesus Christ. Somebody shall be a believing amen. Of your Let's take our sin and Appreciate our instrumentalist, very powerful guys. You guys are you guys are growing. I'm telling you, you guys are growing in what you're doing for the Lord. Let's appreciate the choristers. God richly bless you, dear men and women of God, pushing the kingdom of God. One day when we appear before heaven, is it's not only the pastor. That will celebrate each and every one of us because everything we do goes a long way to let souls be saved. Hallelujah. And our Bible says that in the great house, there are not only vessels of gold or of silver. There are also vessels of clay. There are many vessels in the house, you see. And each of the vessels is useful. Their uses may not be equal, but they are all useful. And they all make sure that the household becomes better. So, Everything that each and every one of us is doing is towards soul winning. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Yeah. Everything that each and every one of us is doing, the greatest, Davidic dancers, media, you know, there is nothing that we are doing in the house of the Lord that doesn't contribute to soul winning. Everything that we do contribute to soul winning. And that is why everything that you are doing, Bible said, do it with all thy might. Do it with all thy might. Because what you are doing, you know, when you are giving an announcement, it is part of soul winning. Yeah, Be Everything that we do in the house of God is to the establishment of souls and the perfection of the saints. It's not only the preaching. Amen. The preaching is one aspect of it. Of course, it brings direction. It brings healing. It brings cure and everything. But if you go to the hospital and then those at the entrance don't screen you before you go in, the nurses don't do their work and all that, the doctor will have a very tough time diagnosing, hallelujah, if the lab, the lab technicians don't do the blood work and all that. So every work in the hospital contributes to the healing of a patient, hallelujah. And so does everything that we do in the house of God. And so anything, any assignment that the Lord has given you, give yourself wholly to it. Because one day when we appear in heaven, somebody will say that, thank you. And you may say that, ah, but I never met you. He said, Yeah. When because in heaven you know the importance or you know what everybody contributed as far as you're making it to heaven is concerned. You will know it. When we appear there, you there is nothing hidden. The Bible says that over there, there is nothing hidden. So everybody will know. The moment I see you, I will know the kind of input that you put in for me to make it to be with the Lord in heaven. Hallelujah. And so please, whatever agenda the Lord has given you, don't think that you are doing it for pastor. Don't think that you are doing it for your departmental head. Don't think that you are doing it for Holy Hill Chapel Tennessee. It is a greatest mistake. See, when you start thinking like that, you will be, humanized you'll be humanized and when you become humanized you realize that you'll be doing things in relation to human beings but when you become divine conscious and then that is why paul said that in everything that you do do it as unto the lord because it is actually as unto the lord hallelujah so i just want to use this to encourage you never give up on anything don't stop whatever the Lord has given you to do. Because it is from there that the Lord will advance you. Bible said that to the person that he gave two. When he came and then he had made it four. He said, give him more. The person that had five. He came, he had doubled it. He said, give him more. The person that had one. Who didn't do anything with that one? He said, take it even from him. Because unto him that has, shall more be given and he'll have more. But unto him that has not will be taken away, even that which he seems to have. So, always make sure that whatever the Lord gives you to do, you do it fully. Hallelujah. All right, I want to take this opportunity to thank each and every one of you that celebrated us on our 11th anniversary. Yeah. That was yesterday and exactly 11 years ago yesterday and exactly on a Saturday, the Lord blessed us as a union And we didn't know that out of that union, one day God is going to bring Holy Hill Chapel, Tennessee. Yeah. And I love what, Elder, you said. You see, it's very, very important because there are many people that had a calling of God, but their spouses will not allow them. So the calling of God failed, meaning that there are many that should have been saved through that mandate. They will end up going to hell. So it is very, very important that On a day like this, we understand what it is. And then, I also want to take this opportunity to thank God for the life of my wife. Today is her birthday. And I want you to help me celebrate her. I know that that we will celebrate her during second service, but I want you to help me celebrate and honor her. Amen. And just like the, the Bible said, Whatsoever a man soweth, he shall reap as you celebrate us. May the Lord cause angels to even celebrate you. Hallelujah. All right. I want to finish up with the sacrifice of praise. We started talking about the sacrifice. We've been talking about the power of praise, you know, the whole of this month from the beginning. I've been telling you about the weapon of praise. Probably on Wednesday, of course, it is Carol's night. But probably, if God gives us opportunity, one of these days, I'm going to talk to you about the armor of praise. Because armor is like a garment, you see? You can put on that garment, and I will tell you the mystery behind the armor of praise. But let me find out quickly from each and every one of us. How many of us have been praying? We are in the church, so don't lie. How many of us have been praying in prison in the course of the week? Yeah. Okay, all right, put your hands down. Please, I want to encourage you. You see, the reason why I'm encouraging you to do it, we don't only come to church to learn. You see, there is a difference between learning and doing. Can we read from Matthew chapter 7? <laughs> Matthew seven twenty-four to 29. Now look at it. I'll just give you two scriptures over there. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 to 29. You see, there is some, uh, um, in the course of the the, the week, I was a bit heavy with something. Burden was on my heart. And I was like, Lord, why am I so heavy? And I was praying, but I still felt heavy. And then I remembered I have to praise. So I started singing. Immediately, that thing left me. You see, the things of God are so simple and so powerful. Immediately, that thing left me. I said, so why was I being heavy burdened? You see? And the Lord was telling me that what... I say, if you practice it, you will see the the, the consequences. Amen. So, look at that. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine. When we come to church, we hear the sayings of the Lord. He said, and doeth them. Hallelujah. He said, whosoever, hearing the sayings is so easy. But what about the doing? You see? He said, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them. I will liken him unto a wise man, which built his house upon a rock. He said, and the rain descended, and the flowers came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not. Why? For it was founded upon a rock. What is the rock? The doing of the word. You see, whenever you are doing what the Lord has said you should do, You are are raising something upon a rock. And then he said that, and the rain descended, the floods came, for it was founded upon a rock. And everyone that heareth these sayings, so as for the hearing, there is no problem with that. He said, but everyone that heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them not. (laughs) Hallelujah. And doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man. Now, why is he saying that? Because he has given you the key. And you, it is winter, it is snowing. It is freezing. And you are standing behind the door. And it is warm and cozy inside. All you need to do is to do what? Open and then enter. He said, no, 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 I won't open. And then you are freezing, you are shaking. They said, sister, you freeze to death. He said, but I want some warmth. But they said, the warmth is inside. Just open. He said, I won't open. What would you say to the person? How, what do you, would you think about the person? That he's a foolish person. Is that right? You, you said, is something wrong with your mind? Just open and go inside. He said, no, I won't open. And he said, but you are freezing. Do you want to freeze to death? He said, no, I want some heat. He said, go inside. The the key is with you. Not that you are not going to look for the key. The key, that is what he's saying. You you get it. He said, when you hear the sayings, it delivers into your hands a key. When you do them. But if you don't do them, it will be likened unto a foolish man. Which built his house upon the sand. You see, the two of them heard it all. He said, the rain came. The rain came to the one that heard it and did it. The rain came to the one that had it and did not do it. Stop thinking that once you are doing the word, maybe certain things will not happen. Bible said that, and the Lord was with Joseph, and he went down to Egypt. So the Lord can be with you, and you may go down. But you see, the good thing is that when the Lord is with you, when you go down, you bounce back. But when the Lord is not with you, when you go down, you, you, you sink. You see? He said, and the rain descended. So please, anytime you come to church, whatever you hear, the purpose is not just for hearing. You see, when you understand it and you go, go and practice it. Yeah. Because the Lord is giving us keys. You see, you must not freeze. You only freeze when you don't have the key. But when you have the key and you don't go in, then you are likened unto a foolish person. So he said, and the rain descended, the flood came, the winds blew. All these things will happen. You see. He said, and beat upon that house, and it fell. Why must it fall? Did the, the person not here, the person heard. But the difference between the here, the one that, whose house fell, the one whose life fell, the one whose faith collapsed, and the one whose faith stood was the doing. Praise the name of Jesus. James chapter 1 and verse 22 to, 20, 20, 22 to 25. Look at James chapter 1, verse 22 to 25. Is somebody following me? I'm, I'm just going to preach a, a very short message. But be ye doers of the... Uh-huh. And not... Because if you hear only, you are doing what? Do you understand? Woo! I had a powerful message. Man, I can't even preach it. The him I can preach it word for word. You know? And then... You have heard it. Then they ask you, did you do it? He said, no. He said, you have deceived yourself. The person is like, oh, look at the next verse. Verse 23. We are reading all the way to 25. If any be a hearer of the word and not a doer. And this is James speaking. This James is the brother of Jesus. Yeah, this is actually the brother of Jesus. He was one of the three bishops when Jesus departed to heaven. There were three bishops. One of them was James. And he's the one speaking to us. And he says that if, and he was with Jesus, he said that if anybody be a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like a man looking at himself in a mirror. Who, after looking into the mirror, verse 24 says that, who, after looking into the mirror, he goes away and he forgets what makeup he has made. So he will have to now find out from somebody, is my makeup okay? But he looked, she looked into the mirror or he looked into the mirror. He said, is my button okay? Is everything okay? But the person checked. But when you leave from the mirror, he said that and straight away you forget what manner of man or person you are. But look at verse 25. But whosoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty. So every key that the Lord gives us is a key of liberation. Look at it though. Whosoever looketh into what? The perfect law of So, when we come to church and we come to learn of him, the things that we learn gives us liberation. It is the perfect law. There is no additives. Organic. No additives. No artificial coloring. Look at that. But whosoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty. And look at the next statement. And continues therein. That means become a doer. You look into it. It is a perfect law of liberty. It delivers into your hand the keys. And then you continue in them. You begin to walk in them. You begin to run with it. You begin to be a doer. And continues the He being not a forgetful hearer. The only time you not forget the word is when you practice the word. The only time. You will not forget the word. You can come and hear and even preach it to me again with additives. It will be sweeter than how I preach it. Powerful. But you will forget it. The only time you will never forget it is when you become a doer of the thing that you have heard. He said, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the word. Now, look at that last statement. This man shall be blessed in his in his deed means that anything that he does it will be blessed. That is your story. So as we have come and the whole of this month, we are talking about praise, engage it. You see, then you become a doer. You see, you become a doer. Don't say that in my church, there are very powerful revelations. But are you doing it? You see, the revelations will not change you. It is the application of the revelations that bring the changes. Say, Lord, grant me the grace not to be a hearer, nor a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the word that I may be blessed in my deed. Hallelujah. It is done. Hallelujah. So, sacrifice of praise part two. We started talking about it on Wednesday. And then I told us that through the scriptures that sacrifice is anything that we offer unto God or we offer which costs us with anticipation of an intervention, right? Anytime we sacrifice something, in case you are not here, you can put it down. Sacrifice is anything you offer which is of cost and value to you to provoke an intervention. Sacrifice is anything that you offer. Which is of cost and value to you to provoke an intervention. And spiritually speaking, brothers and sisters, nothing provokes a turnaround around than sacrifice. Nothing provokes a turn around of situation than sacrifice. Psalm 126. Look at verse number 4 to 6. Spiritually speaking, nothing provokes a turn around when there is a spiritual siege. Anytime there is a siege and you want a turn around, nothing provokes a turnaround around more than sacrifice. You see, when God wanted to guide mankind, God put in place all measures. All the measures that God put in place were good. But man was not able to meet those criteria. So the Lord, the Lord brought the law. Man failed. The Lord brought angels. Man failed. Uh, as for the angels, when they even came, they started killing man. Because when you read the scriptures, yeah, it is there. Because angels don't have emotions. They don't have, you know, emotions. So, it, it's, it's it pay as you go. You you, you, you mess up pine. Yeah. That's why the other the Lord said that, I'm sending my angel before you. Be careful to obey him in all your, his ways. Because he will not spare you. <laughs> go ahead. Yes. It is in Exodus chapter 20, uh, chapter 23. When you read from verse number 10 22 downwards, down, down down down, He said that I'm sending my angel before you to go before you. Be careful to obey everything that he tells, because he will not spare you. I, I, angels don't have emotions. Amen. Yeah, as for them, when they come, it is that is why they operate by our words and they operate as the Lord sends them. Hallelujah. One of them came to a man in the Bible called Zechariah. He said, The Lord has sent me to tell you that your wife is going to give birth. He said, ah, at this age of my life. I know you are an angel, but he said, he said, I stand before the Lord. You are doubting me. You won't speak again. Okay. Dumb. <laughs> Don't joke with angels. That is why anytime they appear, they say, fear not. Hallelujah. Because they are very, very, they are emotionless. The Lord sent angels. It didn't work. The Lord now decided to do one more thing. And what he did was called the sacrifice of his son. When he did it. It was once and for all. There is nothing that turns around spiritually than sacrifice. Whenever there is a sacrifice, there is a turn around. That is why, and listen, brothers and sisters, because sacrifice always opens the portals of divinity to invade humanity, right? Whenever there is a sacrifice, the portals of humanity are open for divinity to intervene. So, you look through the scriptures and even you look into life. Brothers and sisters, you see, the people or the children of the world, they are very wise. Oh. They are very, very wise. How many of you saw the prime minister, the current prime minister of um, Britain, when he took office the first day? How many of you saw it? What, what happened? I'm telling you, before he entered into number 10 Downing Street, before he opened the door to enter, he did his own something there. How many of you saw it? You, you, did, you have not been watching. He did it. He, you, you saw it. He consulted his God. And he placed some image at the entrance. You'll be there and say that is a political office. Who cares? They understand spiritual things. Put the things there. Sometimes you go to some of these shops. You see all these things. There are many instances. Don't think that it is just, oh, artefact. Artefact? artifacts? The way you enjoy their food, you think it is artifacts? But of course, when it comes into your hands, Paul said that when you go somewhere to eat, and they don't tell you that this food has been offered to idols, sanctify it and eat it because you are the light. Praise the name of Jesus. Yeah. The way every, sometimes, some but two people are selling food. One day, I met Afolabi at a joint. I was at a joint eating, and I saw Afolabi coming. I said, I follow me, Christopher. amen. The way people are being eat, two people can be selling food, the same food. One person's own, everybody is eating it. Don't think that it is just normal. you must understand the power of sacrifice. Do you know the sacrifices people put in? This man number ten down the street, all the world was watching. He just went there and then put his images there and did that 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 knelt down. They did, did when he finished. He did this. and they entered into the door. And people were clapping. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> because they understand spiritual things. But we don't understand sacrifice. That is why if it snow somebody will not come to church. We, you see, we don't understand sacrifice. Sacrifice turns things around. People now serve God out of convenience. If it is an inconvenience, they will not do it. But anything you do that does not cost you is not called a Sacrifice. When again our captivity, O oh Lord, as the streams in the south. How? Verse number 5 and 6. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. They that go forth bearing precious seed. Verse 6. Weeping shall doubtless again come with their joy. Come with their baskets full. Now when you start from the verse number 1 and 2. Look at the verse number 1 and 2. He said, when the Lord turn again our captivity. You see? So sacrifice. It's one of the greatest turn-around keys. Anytime you engage in sacrifice, you engage in the turn-around key. In the turn-around key. Now, that being said, we have also spoken about praise being the habitation of God. So, when we talk about the sacrifice of praise, we are talking about engaging in the praise that cost you. Please, did you get that one? V. We are talking about engaging in the praise that costs you. Naturally, praise doesn't cost. Somebody gives you a beautiful diamond ring. You go like, hallelujah. (laughs) Woo! They say, Sister why? I got a beautiful diamond ring. It is worth $20,000. My goodness, we will all celebrate with you. Somebody gave you a brand new car. Celebration. Somebody gave you something. Celebration. Praising God is natural when everything falls in place. But when it costs you, because you must do it out of difficulty, when you must do it out of pain, when you must do it when expectations have not been met, when you must do it when you are down, it is called the sacrifice of praise. And listen to me, brothers and sisters. Every situation you find yourself in, there is no situation you find yourself in that will go beyond your praise level. It means that your praise level, if, listen, it means that if you want every situation, you have done everything and you're not seeing anything, engage in praise. It will turn it around. Say, it will turn it around. Praise the name of Jesus. So anytime we engage in the sacrifice of praise, what we have done is that we have invaded our privacy. We have invaded our situation and our circumstance with the very presence of God. Now listen, if you want to be a continuous victorious believer, live the life of praise. If you want to have a continuous turn around of every situation, engage in the sacrifice of praise. Did you get the two? Now, if you want to be a continuous victorious believer, live a life of praise. If you want to be you, if you want to have a turnaround around in every situation, because there will be situations that will look like there is no way out. Oh, on your way to the promised land, you come to the Red Sea. There is no way out of it. And when you meet the Red Sea, the Egyptians will be following you. And on the sides will be the desert. And then now you may ask yourself, what is the way out? But the way out is your high praise. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Is somebody following me? Hallelujah. Say, Lord, grant me the grace to be a praiser in all situations. Hallelujah. And anytime we engage in the sacrifice of praise, it pleases God. Why? Because the sacrifice of praise is the greatest expression of faith. The sacrifice of praise... When you are thanking God and praising him. When you don't have any reason to do that. When actually you have a reason to complain. Ah, it is the greatest expression of faith. Yeah, Bible says that. And Abraham staggered not. Romans chapter 4. He staggered not. But, and he caused his faith not to fail. Giving glory unto God. He staggered not at the promise when it delayed. He kept on. And how did he keep on giving glory to God? Praising the Lord. So when 25 years, year one, year two, year three, year four, and it looks like it was delaying. And now you are waiting. And then you have been waiting upon the spoken word. You have been waiting upon the promise and you are not seeing it. Yet you are not staggering, but you are continuing in faith, giving glory to God. Praise in the name of Jesus look like everything that you had invested in. All of a sudden you are not seeing any consequences or you are not seeing any any fruit of it. Yet you keep on pushing on. It becomes a sacrifice of praise. The highest expression of your faith. The highest expression of your faith. And when it happens so, Bible said that that nobody can please the Lord. He said, but without faith it is impossible to please the Lord. So when you engage in praises and When you engage in praise and then in actual fact, when you engage in praise, God shows up. But when you engage in praise and God shows up and the enemy is there, then Psalm 68 verse 1, arise and let your enemies scatter. You see, let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. Let them also that hate him flee before him. Verse 2. Look at the next verse. As the smoke is driven away, so drive them away. As wax melts before the fire, so let the wicked perish at the presence of God. You see? So there is situations and circumstances you don't know what to do. And you begin to engage in the sacrifice of praise. Then God shows up. And when God shows up, he arises. God is arising for somebody after tonight, today in Jesus' name. I said, God is arising for somebody after today in Jesus' blessed and mighty name. Hallelujah. Now, I want you to take note of these two things. I want you to take note of these two things. Now, number one, sacrifice of praise is also called the high praises of God. The high, the high, H-I-G-H, the high praises of God. And I will explain it. You see? The sacrifice of praise is also called or referred to in the Bible as the high praises of God. Why is it referred to as the high praises of God? Because you must rise above a situation in order to give it. So it is called the high praises of God. Okay. Friends, you got what I said? Now, you must, there is, it's like a situation is subduing you. It's like somebody who is drowning. And then you want to show your hand. You have to try and then come up on the water to show your hand. And then when you lift up that hand, then they might see you and rescue you. Now, it is called the high praises of God. The sacrifice of praise is also called the high praises of God because you must rise above a certain situation before you can give it. When you are sick, when you are sick or there is a condition and a situation and you are not being able to overcome it, yet... You have to defy it. You have to defy the pain. You have to defy the bad news that you have heard. You have to defy the disappointment. And still begin to praise God. You have risen above the situation. Psalm 149. Look at Psalm 149. And then let's read from verse number 1 to 5. And then we'll read 6 to 9. In fact, it is just 9 verses. But look at that. He said, praise ye the Lord. Now he's talking about two kinds of praises here. From verse number 1 all the way to 5, he was talking about the normal praise as a result of the things that the Lord has done. But from verse number 6 all the way to 9, he now referred to the sacrifice of praise. So he was saying that as a child of God, you can live those two lives. Now, so he said that, praise ye the Lord, sing unto the Lord a new song, and praise in the congregation of the saints like we always do let israel rejoice in him that made him so the lord has made you the lord has made a marriage for you the lord has made a child for you the lord has made a breakthrough for you let him rejoice you begin to rejoice you wake up and then you are thanking the lord for making the day for you he said let him rejoice let the children of zion be joyful in the akin, let them praise his name in a dance. Let them sing songs. Let them sing praises unto him with the timbrel and with a harp. Verse number four: For the Lord take pleasure in his people; he will beautify the meek with salvation. So when the Lord has brought you deliverance, when the Lord has brought you salvation in a certain way, you will be- it is the beautification of the Lord. And he said, Let them praise the Lord. So all these are talking about extending praise as a result of what the Lord had done. For the Lord take a pleasure in the me Now give me verse number 5. And look at verse number 5. He said, let the saints be joyful in glory. You see? So the Lord glorifies you. You become joyful. You begin to praise his name. He said, and sing aloud upon the abyss. Brothers and sisters, learn to sing. Go. Now look at verse number 6. Now, from verse number six, he's talking about when things don't happen. He said, now, let the high praises of God be in their mouth. The high praises. It means that when things are not working, rise above that situation and still praise him. It becomes the high praises of God. And he said, when you do that, Desiree, when you do that, it becomes a two-edged sword in your hand. Watch it. He said, let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand. Look at verse number. To execute vengeance against what? Against whatever brought that situation that has made you captive. Praise the name of Jesus. Again, So when you engage in, that is why I said that nothing turns around captivity than high praises of god or the sacrifice of praise praise itself brings god in and when god shows up you see praise brings god in and then he fellowships with you but when god shows up and the enemy is there my goodness my goodness hallelujah he said and punishment upon the people Verse number eight and nine to bind their kings with chains so the authority of the thing that is stopping you from advancing, higher praises brings it into captivity. The captivator becomes the captive. Oh, you didn't hear that one. The captivator, the thing that are taking you captive now becomes a captive itself. Whenever we engage in high praises, anything that is stopping us from going becomes stopped in itself. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. When Pharaoh said he would not let Israel go and then the Lord showed up, <laughs> Pharaoh himself became means meat. All his people died. Praise the name of Jesus. To bind the kings with chains and their nobles with feathers of iron and verse number 9, to execute upon them the judgment written. Now listen. There is something called the written judgment. Now, the written judgment is already a declaration from heaven about what should happen against situations that trouble you and I. It will not be executed until we execute it. Do you know that? Now, for example, for example, if somebody is given a judgment of um, um, a judgment of death, what how do we call it? Yeah, the death sentence. There is a name we give to it. No, it's not capital punishment. Capital punishment is caning, right? Oh, is it capital punishment? Is it capital punishment? Really? Okay, let's assume it is so. It is on the podcast. Ah, so afolabi and um, LP Bennett said so. So, if it is not so, then we will find the two of you. Amen. <laughs> now, now there is something. Now, for example, if 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 there is a capital punishment, okay, even though it has been written. It is not executable until the president, the sitting president of that nation signs it. Do you understand? Do you understand it? Now, it is a written judgment, but it cannot be executed until the authority of the land approves it. So anytime you hear that, they say that somebody under capital punishment or the death row is going to be killed. It means that the president has now signed it. It was a written judgment, but it was not executable. It needed the authority of the president for it to be executable. Now, look at verse number 9. Look on the board. To execute upon them the judgment. So there is a judgment that is written against the enemies that trouble us and against the situations and the circumstances that stop us. But it will never be executed until... We execute it. And how are we going to do it? It is in the power of our high praises. It is in the power of our sacrifice or praise. He said to execute upon them the judgment written. This honor have all his saints. It have all his saints. It is not a work of angels. It is not a work of God. The Lord has written the judgment but to execute it so that you will be free it lies in your sacrifice of praise it lies in your sacrifice of praise now the second thing i need you to understand is that the sacrifice of praise must be mixed with the fruit of your lips hebrews chapter 13 and verse number 15 look at hebrews 13:15 it must be mixed. It must be mixed up with, your, with the fruit of your lips. By him, therefore, let us offer, look at it, the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. What does it mean? What does that statement mean? This means that do not praise God and use your words to destroy your expectations. Mix your sacrifice of praise with the fruit of your lips. With the fruit of your lips. Look at that. With the fruit. That is the fruit of our lips. Don't praise God and destroy your expectations with your words. After you praise God, let your words confirm your expectations. Look at the book of Proverbs. Chapter 18 and verse number 20 and 21. You see, the fruit of your lips are the things that you say in anticipation, are the things that you say in expectation, are the things that you say in waiting. Don't praise God. You finish jumping powerfully. They said, Sister, how are you? He said, Charlie, I don't see anything all. No. Just the same. Sometimes you ask people, How are you? They say, oh, nothing is working. I said, what is going on? They say, nothing. I don't like that at all. What do you mean by nothing is going on? You must always say that I'm blessed. Yeah, Hallelujah. You'll be there and say that, oh, if you don't say your reality, maybe the person want to help you. The person want to help you. The person want to help you. Look at that. A man's belly. Look. Let's Let's look at the, the scripture. A man's belly shall be satisfied with what? And Bible says that giving praise unto him that is the fruit of our lips he said a man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his of his mouth and with the increase of his lips shall he be filled verse 21 death and life death and life lies in the power of the tongue they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof so don't praise god and then your words are in direct opposite to what you are believing God for Let your words always confirm your expectations. Hallelujah. That is the second thing I need you to note about the sacrifice of praise. Always mix it up with the fruit of your lips. That is praise God and say what you are expecting. Praise God and say what you are expecting. Now quickly, let me give you a couple of benefits of the sacrifice of praise. When you engage in sacrifice of praise, what does it do for you? Because of course, the sacrifice of praise will cause God to show up. So when he shows up, what does he do in showing up? That brings you the turn around. Number one, he brings you favor. Favor is one of the greatest weapons of turn around for the believer. Favor. Favor, it is a weapon. Anything that God gives his children are weapons. Favor is a weapon. And favor is one of the greatest and quickest turn around weapons that God gives to his children. But it is a product of praise. It is a product of high praises. Because when you high praise God, he shows up. And when he shows up, one of the things that he does is that he brings you favor. The weapon of favor depletes emptiness. When favor shows up, you can't be empty. If there is an area in your life that you are empty, engage in the high praises of God. In that area that you are empty, you wake up in the morning, you say, Lord, I may not have any money in my account, but my bills are due. My rent is due. I am faced with eviction. And then you begin to high praise God. You forget about the eviction notice and you begin to praise the Lord. And the Lord shows up and the Lord delivers favor and the favor will now deplete that emptiness i've seen it many times and that favor will deplete the emptiness exodus chapter 3 verse 21 exodus 3:21 i will give these people favor before the egyptians and it will come to pass that when they leave they shall not leave empty so you engage In high praises, God shows up. He entrusts into your hands. The weapon of favor, favor shows up. And emptiness is depleted. Emptiness. Sometimes we think favor is not a weapon. It is one of the greatest weapons of God. Psalm 5 and verse number 12. He said that with favor, he said that with favor shall you encompass him as a shield. So favor is a weapon. It's a protective weapon. Look at that. For thou, Lord will bless the righteous with favor. Somebody say with favor. With favor will you compass him as with a shield. So favor is a weapon. It is both a defensive and an offensive weapon as a shield. Because we use a shield to fight and also to defend ourselves. So when you engage in the high praises of God, it delivers the weapon of favor. And when the favor of the Lord shows up, it does not permit emptiness. It does not permit emptiness. I pray for somebody. Sometimes you are, you are, you are in a very tight condition. Can you imagine what would let the Egyptians even give to the Israelites? What would let them give anything to them? But look at Exodus chapter 12, verse 35 and 36. In Exodus chapter 12, verse 35 and 36, Zach and the children of Israel did according to the word of Moses. And they borrowed of the Egyptian jewels of silver, jewels of gold, and raiment, verse 36. And the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians so that they let... What will let you go to your academic office and say, I change my course when it doesn't work out? And they will say that... One of my daughters, she went to a country for a visa. When she got there, she was supposed to go for the visa appointment on... December the 8th. She went on December the 9th. She was thinking that her appointment was on December the 9th. So, she dressed gorgeously, And then she went and then she sat down. And the people, the workers were just passing up and down. They would watch her. And she also watched them. She was surprised. Why are they watching me like that? And then one of them came. And then when the the person came, she said, excuse me, do you need anything? He said, yeah, I came for my visa interview. And then they said, this day, this particular day, not the date, this particular day, let's say it is a Wednesday. They said that on Wednesdays, we don't have visa appointments here. So it means that you have to reschedule, or probably it is tomorrow. Then the woman said, What is your date of interview? She said, Eight. And they said, That was yesterday. You missed your appointment. So, under normal circumstances, you now have to go and look for a date again. And then reapply and then go. You are going for a visa interview? You have missed it? No, 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 no. Now, guess what? The, the lady was just... She said, I don't know, but I feel like I want to help you. Somebody say, favor. Amen. Yeah. She said, I don't know, but I feel like I want to help you. Took her documents. She said, follow me. Took her to the consular. The consular said, we don't do this, but surprisingly, we just want to help you. Somebody say, favor. Amen. What will let the law secure... His birth through a sixteen-year-old girl in a city with eleven houses, favor, Mary. He said, "Thou art highly favored." The favor of the weapon of favor depletes emptiness. And it is one of the benefits of high praising. So anytime you are high praising God, you are thanking God upon that situation, they give you that report. And then you begin to dance around it. What you are doing is that you are securing a favor. And when the favor of the Lord hits that report, the same place they give you that report, they will change their mind. Somebody will receive a change of verdicts in Jesus' name. Somebody will receive a change of report in Jesus' name. Because the sacrifice of praise generous favor Number 2 What does the sacrifice of praise deliver The sacrifice of praise Okay and the, and they spoil the Egyptians in other words so that they give unto them all the things that they required and they spoil the Egyptians Number 2 The sacrifice of this is very important the sacrifice of praise the high praises of God always turns the battle over to God right? You need this. Shadi, it always turns the battle over to God. Listen. listen. Two things you must know about the battles of life. Number one, number one, Abigail, it is not every battle that you must fight in life. Number two, there are some battles if you dead start it, you will fight it for the rest of your life. It will become transgenerational battle. You don't understand. Many times, there are certain battles. Hey, brothers and sisters. Elijah, e- Elijah had killed 450 prophets of Baal. They told Jezebel, he said, if by tomorrow the head of Elijah is sitting upon his neck, don't call me Jezebel. Hey, they said the woman said that ah, your head is not your own, your head is for a knife. He started running out. You see, many times we engage in battles that we can never fight. And or battles that we can never finish. There are some battles. Please listen to me. That is, what is that is what generates transgenerational curses, transgenerational issues, and other because people started battles they could never end. When you come to a place that there is a battle that cannot be finished, your great-grandfather couldn't fight that, your father couldn't fight that. Your uncles are still fighting it, they are even troubled. Can you fight it? You cannot. So what must you? Stop depending and saying that I am anointed. Your anointing can't fight that. You need, you need God to take over that battle. There are some battles. Hey, brothers and sisters, did you not read with me when in Jehoshaphat's case, Second Chronicles chapter 20, reading from verse number 16 to 17, the Lord told him this battle, you will not need to fight it. It is not your battle. But listen, they were faced with a battle. The Lord said it is not your battle look at that, tomorrow, go down against them, behold, they come up by the cliff of Ziz, you shall find them at the end of the brook, before the wilderness of Jeruel, verse 17, you shall not need to fight this battle but they were the ones that were confronted with the battle, so it is not every battle tile that you are confronted with, that you must fight it, you will fast and break your neck Especially when you see that the thing has a transgenerational root. Toss it over to God. Toss it. T-O-S-S. Toss it. How do you say it here? Toss or toss? Toss. Okay. Tass. Ah, thank you. Toss it over to God. How do we toss it over to God? Engaging in the sacrifice of praise. When Jehoshaphat. Now look at that. The Lord said, this battle habit is it is not for you. It is older than you. This issue that has been happening in marriages, that happened in your great-grandmother's marriage, happened in your grandmother's marriage, happened in your mother's marriage, happened uh, in your sister's marriage, it is not, you are confronted with it, but it is not your battle. Leave it for me. How do we leave it for him? Through the sacrifice of praise. You can't fight it. But you must defeat it. So here is the case, mother darling, you can't fight it, but you must defeat it. Because if you don't defeat it, then posterity after you will come to fight it. What must you do? Toss it over to the one that can finish it once and for all. But there are some battles, if they don't end today, <laughs> hey, aye, 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 aye. so what must you do? Find the one that can fight it and finish it once and for all. Now, the Lord told them, you don't need to fight this battle. Set yourselves. Set yourselves. Do what you must do. And toss it over to me. Set yourselves means that, he says, set yourself, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord. Set yourself, stand still, do what you must do, and let me have the battle. So, what did they do? Look at the next, look at verse number uh, uh, 22. Look at verse number 22. Verse number two. And when they be, now, verse 21, go back one more. Verse 21. How did they stand still and set themselves? So that the Lord would take over the battle, they were confronted with the battle, but the battle was not yet. And when they are consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord that they should praise, they should praise. They were in the midst of a battle, they were praising sacrifice of praise. And look at that, Bible said, When he had appointed singers unto the Lord, that they should praise the beauty of holiness. And as they went forward before the army and to say, praise ye the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. Verse 22. That, look at that. And when they began to sing in the midst of the warfare, not when the war was over, when they were confronted with an army unsurmountable, an army that they could never fight. Bible says that that the Lord, somebody say the the Lord. But who was confronted with the battle? It was them. when they tossed it over into the hands of the Lord. Bible said that the Lord set ambushment. There are some reports when you receive it toss it over to the Lord. Don't say that I'm going to engage in this therapy. You can engage in that therapy but the therapy without tossing it over to God will rather even depreciate you. There are some medication people have taken it and they died earlier than they would have even died without the medication. Toss it over to God, and we do that on the sacrifice of, on the sacrifice of, praise the name of Jesus. Number three, number three, number three. You see, number three. When you engage in the sacrifice of praise, the the earth, the earth quakes. The earth quakes. The the third benefit is that it brings an earthquake in. Now, Benedicta. Don't forget this. Everything that happens on earth has a foundation. Everything that happens on earth has columns. Here we call it columns or pillars. It has columns or pillars. There is nothing that is hanging in the atmosphere. Even the earth. When you read the Bible, he said, have you not founded it upon the pillars or the columns? Everything, everything. When you read Habakkuk chapter 3 verse 6. He calls it the everlasting mountains and the perpetual hills. Okay? They have columns. They have pillars. Now, until the pillar breaks, the situation will continue to be there. Now, what is sustaining this building is not this wall. There are columns inside this wall. Okay? That is sustained. If you want to destroy this building, you if you start removing this, you take one year nothing will happen but if you locate the columns if you locate the columns and then you begin to detonate it the whole thing will come down in seconds do you understand until the pillars or the found of the foundation comes down brothers and sisters the issue will keep standing so anytime you engage in the sacrifice of praise those installations come down because let God arise. Let God arise and let his enemies be. Psalm 68, 1 to 4. Until God arises as a man of war, these pillars can never be scattered. How can the walls of Jericho come down? A wall which Germany, when it falls on a side, it is a wall. When it is standing, it is a wall. Now, listen, the wall did not break. The wall dissolved. Ah, when the Lord removed the foundation, the pillars, the columns that were holding the wall, the, the wall sank. And Bible said that, and they went up on straight. They went straight up. It means that they didn't climb. They didn't need to climb, you know, the rubble. They just went straight. T- it became, like, don't joke with this God. Try him with a sacrifice of praise. When Peter when Paul and Silas engage in the sacrifice of praise, Bible said that there was an earthquake, right? In Acts chapter 16, and the verse number 20, sorry, Acts chapter, yeah, Acts chapter six, uh, uh, is it 19? Acts chapter 16, 25 to 26. Bible said that the foundation, there was an earthquake, and then all the prison doors, all the chains fell off. Those addiction chains begin to praise God. You have prayed and prayed and prayed. The addiction is there. Praise God on it. Praise God on it. And let the foundation of that addiction crumble. And finally, when you engage in the sacrifice of praise, the atmosphere for miracles, signs, and wonders is created. The atmosphere. Anytime you engage... In the sacrifice of praise, the atmosphere for signs, wonders, and miracles is created. Exodus eleven fifteen. Exodus eleven verse fifteen. Exodus eleven fifteen one five. Look at verse number fifteen. Exodus chapter is it Exodus three fifteen. Is it? Are you not getting 11, 15? Exodus 11 and then verse number 15. Look at that. Praise the name of Jesus. Oh, 15, 11, sorry. (laughs) Exodus 15, 11. Now look at Exodus chapter 15 and verse number. uh Aha. Who is like unto thee, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like thee? Glorious in holiness fearful in doing wonders. So the sacrifice of praise creates the atmosphere of signs, wonders, and miracles. Signs, wonders, and miracles. And in 2nd service, I'll explain to you what signs, wonders, and miracles are. I want you to close your eyes. When you engage in the sacrifice of praise, you create an atmosphere of signs, wonders, and miracles. Signs, wonders, and miracles. Say, Lord, the grace. Oh, I can't hear your prayer. Say, Lord, the grace to walk and live in sacrifice of praise. Lift up your voice and pray that prayer. Pray that prayer. Pray that prayer. Lift up your voice and pray that prayer. Shabrando, skipara, pa. Yes, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now listen to me. Of course, in second service, we'll wrap up quickly and then do some praise dance to toss the battle the battles over to the Lord. But when you leave, I want you to do it. Be a doer of the word. Hallelujah. Get into your restroom. Dance there. Get into your bedroom. Dance there. Sing aloud upon your bed. Do it and the Lord will honor you. Amen. Father, we thank you for today. We decree and declare your blessings over us. is activated through the sacrifice of praise. We have heard your word. Grant us the grace to be doers of your word in Jesus' blessed and mighty name. Amen. Quickly, we want to take our, if you came for second service, for first service and you are leaving, please lift up your hand. They will give you your communion and I'll bless it for you. But those of us that will stay for second service, we will take our communion during second service. So you can lift up your hand. They will give it to you. And then they'll also put a giving portal on the line so that you can now present your offering as well. And I'll bless the two. Now remember, after second service, in second service, we want to celebrate the woman of God, our first lady. It is her birthday and we are not them that forget. So we'll be celebrating the gift of life that the Lord has given unto her. Hallelujah. And so you can stay behind, and then we will do that powerfully. Of course, after a second service, we will have a very powerful um something. Victuals, amen. Father, we thank you. Please, you can lift up your hand. Father, we thank you in Jesus' blessed and mighty name. We decree your blessings over the house. In Jesus' blessed and mighty name. Amen. All right, if you brought in your offering, first service, you are leaving, please lift it up, Father. We receive the offering of your people. We declare your blessings over it. Let our account be rich in heaven and here on earth. In Jesus' blessed and mighty name, amen. God bless you. Please drop it in. Yeah, your hand will be up. You came for first service. Please, they will lift up their hand and then you receive it. Shall we be on our feet? We want to share the grace of God together. Let's share the grace of God together. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The love of God. Shall we take our prophetic declaration? A sound hell shall you satisfy me. Amen.